said, hi, hey, everybody, we're, we're here. You're looking in some weird-ass directions um, right now. Because us on there, we look like Slenderman, and so I'm, like, looking Slenderman. Back. Yeah, the Slendermans. Because <laughs> I, I cannot make out any facial features. Okay. Okay. Hi. Hey. Welcome to Talk Comics to Me. Hello. Uh, we're going to do this with our glasses on today. We're here to talk about comic books. It's a... It's mid-October. I don't think we have too many spooky books today, unfortunately. Anything good coming from you, Heather? No. Okay. Uh, no, not really. I'm wearing an orange shirt today. You look great. That's it. Thank I, you. I really like that sweater a yeah, lot. Yeah, no, I do too. I like it a whole lot. It's just like, it's not... I just wear... I'm a t-shirt kind of gal, um, so this is not really me. It doesn't scream me. I think it does. It's very comfy, though. It is. Just keep it. Keep keep it. Nice. Keep wearing it. You'll you'll get used to it. Maybe I'll just pop a little patch on it or something. Yeah, there you go. Make it look like a Star Trek shirt. Ooh. Okay. You talked <laughs> me into it. All right, I'm going to go first. <laughs> right? Me go first? Yeah, you go first. I mean, I, I'll go first. You know what? Because okay. I have okay. more comics than okay. I do. I said me go first. <laughs> it's fine. It's the same thing. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I have World of Darkness. This is issue number one, Crimson Thaw. These titles, man. Yeah, this is... Um, I'm going to read the back because... <laughs> is that how everyone sees it? <laughs> yeah, right I hope now? so. Uh, goodness. Cicely Bain has become everything she never wanted as the prince of the Twin Cities, but her rule over a fractured, backbiting <laughs> vampire court is interrupted by an intruder, something big. Hairy and full of teeth. Oh, shite. Good. She was missing was missing a good scrape. Scrap. Scrap. I thought it said scroop. <laughs> scroop. There's worse living in the shadows than vampires. Rip open the doors to the world of darkness as RPG comic king Jim Zub joins the... Joins the writing team that brought you Vampire the Masquerade Winter's Teeth for this oversized issue event series. I can't get over. <laughs> I don't know why it's not. There we go. Um, so yeah, this was the first uh, little part of this World of Darkness uh, story. So you just kind of you get all of the same characters as last time, but now you got werewolves as well. Oh, okay. I mean, that's pretty cool. Does it have my favorite character, the bad boy who killed the the prince in the? The Calder? Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. in there. Okay. Uh, the Rat King is in there, who's my favorite. I love the Rat King. Uh, but there's something sad that does kind of happen in this, and I was like, damn, I wasn't ready for that. But I really liked it. I felt like I almost liked it more than the first story arc. But okay. I think I just really also, the art was real fucking good. And I don't know if it was the same person. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. It does... It, it looks like what the art was in the first episode, the first issue. Like, I remember it being super clean like that. Ooh, that is real cool. Yeah. The, okay. Like, the art and colors are really good. I think that was part of the reason I did really enjoy it. But overall, yeah, really good start of, like, a new story arc. And I don't know. Oh, shoot. Sorry, I meant to screenshot. I don't know how to do it on your phone. <laughs> We're just a mess. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> I look like I'm raging. Okay, 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 okay. sorry. I'm just going to keep this away from us now. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I think it's fun. I don't necessarily think you have to read the first part of the like story to like kind of be put in here, but obviously it's all part of the same thing. So just okay. kind of like a continuation of like where that left off. Right. But it does like fill in some blanks of stuff. So 
Now, I can't see from here. Is Seely still doing writing for it? Uh, yeah, it looks like the team is Zub, Seely, Howard and Howard, uh, Danny Lore, and I think Ota, Duke, and Andworld. Like, Duke is the artist. Yeah. Oh, colors. Sorry, Addison Duke does the colors. Oh, Julius Ota. Oh, okay. Art. It's saying that the story is written by them, but they're doing yeah. this. Ch- okay, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I was like, that is a lot of people on one book. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Okay. I'm done. Who am I? I'm uh, not a writer. Oh, wait. Do you want to go? I was just going to. No, go for it. Okay. <laughs> go for it. Just do it. This is chaotic today. <laughs> um, this is Batman 89. This is issue number three. I did not read it, so I'm not going to talk about it. I just wanted to show you all that I did still get the book. I'm still reading it. It's still about Batman 89. In uh, 1989. In Batman 1989. And Batman, Michael Keaton's Batman still looks strange in it. So It's a, a yes. 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 Okay. Okay. All right. Go, go ahead. I will go. Okay. So this is Ordinary Gods. This is issue number four. Um, I'm not going to lie. I did not read issue number three, but I did read this one. (laughs) But I know what's going on, um, if that tells you anything about this. So basically, the uh, gods are reborn into vessels, I'm just going to call them, um, every so often. And as the vessels begin to remember what had happened, they have some sort of like triggering event, and then they kind of regain the memory of the god while still having like their own memory and stuff so main character zach i don't know that's probably not it at all um but the main character here uh he in the first couple issues he watched his little sister like murder his mom and dad and he finds out that his little sister is a god of the opposing team and he is kind of awoken that way um and he's just trying to navigate this world of like being a god while also like not knowing what the fuck is going on. Um, this issue is them trying to find another god who is slowly awakening, um, which is is very interesting. I actually really liked the character who is the other god who has no idea what's going on because he is really good at stealing. So it's just him going to like fancy like fancy places like art galleries and stuff like that and just like stealing stuff and then going home to his boyfriend so i just i just i don't know there was something very pleasing about this issue that i liked um but the the triggering event that kind of wakens him uh is happening so i assume in the next issue you'll get who he is and what his role is and stuff in the almighty war is that what it's called that's what I just called it. Okay, I was like, it's a weird choice. <laughs> yeah, no, whatever. I don't. I don't know. It's just a war of gods on different sides. Um, overall, I think that I, I don't dislike the series. There's some things about it that are kind of weird, and maybe it's just because I didn't read issue number three. Mm-hmm. But I think that the the gods that they choose are interesting. Okay. And I don't know if I would do it. But again, what do I know? I'm not a writer, <laughs> so okay. that's it. That's all I'm going to say about it. Mike, hello. Uh, okay, you ready? Yes. This is Strange Adventures. This is issue number 12, right? Yes. This is the very last one. This is the last last issue. And let me just say the art is very, very good. The art is beautiful, fantastic. If, if this story just had art and no words, that might be more enjoyable. 
Uh, I I would like to say the other one other thing writing wise I did enjoy about this book was like the very like come around at the end, but I don't want to ruin that for people. I just thought it was like interesting how it was done. Um, but overall, the story just not for me. Yeah, it, there's a lot of things that are just not good about it, and I don't think that uh, it matters. As overall, like you re- read 12 issues of something, you would hope it hits you at least emotionally, and there's like an empowering, like a speech that you know is supposed to be like, this is supposed to get me, but this just makes me even more annoyed with every single person in this book. Yeah, um, and I do, I do want to say... <laughs> I do not like Alana. There, there were periods when I, I thought I could understand her character a little bit, but I, it, she read like a, a woman being written by a man who's trying to write a strong woman. Yeah, I would say that, and just like, I feel like it, it felt like he was trying to do that at the same time as making her just like oddly manipulative yeah manipulative god why can't i say that word sorry manipulative yeah there we go somebody else say it for me yeah like in that sense and like making so she comes off just like a fucking asshole bitch yeah like (laughs) and it's really off-putting especially like given the circumstances of like everything happening in the book and i feel like you're supposed to feel some sort of sympathy for her but you come out of it just being like i don't care about you and i don't even like care about the kid like i don't at this like, point no i don't care about any single one of these characters and that was just like adam you know adam strange fuck that dude but also just like fuck like i don't know i don't know what tom king was getting out of his system just like trying to write about war and just Almost doing, like, a piss-poor job of it. It was all over the place. And it wasn't all over in the place where, like, like Jonathan Hickman, where you get, like, pieces of stuff as you're going, and then during the big reveal, it all makes sense, and it Mm -hmm. all ties together, and it's all, like, just very fluid. This just was a hot mess. It was just all over the place. And, I mean, I really wanted to like this book. I did. I, did I really wanted to. And there were parts of it that I did really enjoy. And uh, a few of the characters that I really, really enjoyed. But oh, oh, I just don't. I just. I didn't like it. Yeah. I just didn't like it. And I don't like saying that about books, especially by creators that I really enjoy. I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. I'm sorry, guys. I mean, that's a totally fair statement. Like, I. Yeah, there are parts of it I do enjoy, but like not to a point where it like makes me enjoy the book at all like, right and every time i got an issue it's just like i'm gonna read this first so i can just get it fucking done with and i don't care you yep. uh i did like the like art switch i thought that was a really cool thing and it looked like it was very it was pulled off very cohesively like that was really interesting and really like well done and <laughs> I honestly feel like that's almost the only part of the story that was good. Right. That's what I was going to say. Like, I didn't I didn't feel like it was a waste of time because the art alone was was the story. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if it had been just the art, no words, it would have been probably one of, one of the best stories I've ever looked at in my life. But it's just, it was just all over the place and it didn't. Didn't, didn't hit. It didn't hit. It didn't. And I, I told you this like a couple of days ago. 
Yeah, I can't, I can't remember what today is. Um, Thursday. Thursday, yes. So then, yeah, Tuesday. I told you a couple mm-hmm. days ago. Um, I don't know. The last book that I read by Tom King that I actually truly enjoyed was Mr. Miracle. Yeah, same. And I feel like maybe that's what I did wrong is because I just... That is what I always compare all of his writing to now. And I shouldn't do that because I know each story is going to be different in some way. And maybe this was a good story and I was just comparing it to Mr. Miracle. I mean, there are some people who in, who did enjoy it, but I don't know why those people enjoyed it. And that's something for that's them fair. to... Yeah. And, you know, everybody is... Everybody is different. Yeah. All of God's children were built differently. I, I was thinking that I don't have any more Tom King books, and then I just remembered Bad, Bad Cat. Which, again, is one of those that I'm only interested in because I'm like, well, what's going to happen? Like, I don't necessarily care, but the art is really good. The butts are bomb. Like, I just... I honestly was thinking about taking that off, but then I'm like, but when am I going to get tight butts? Like... <laughs> There are plenty of fucking comics where you'll get butts. Yeah, but not clay man butts. Look at porn. You'll be fine. Okay. You're right. You're right. I know. You're right. All right. I'm going to go on now so we don't continue talking shit. Um, This is Homesick Pilots. This is issue number 10. This ends a story arc. And uh, stuff is kind of like coming to a head between the nuclear bastards and the old St. James house because of course it would eventually so mech fight ghost mech fight and then in the back of this that's what our name our band name (laughs) ghost ghost mech fight yeah in the back of this there's a little what's the furthest place from here preview so very nice if you are looking forward to that book you can get a little little sneak peek um because now I'm like, maybe I should read that digital copy we got. But I hate reading digital copies. Of I only did, I did it on accident. Because I just kind of wanted to see what the art was like. Mm-hmm. And then I got sucked into it. And I read the entire episode. God damn, I keep doing that. <laughs> issue. I read the whole issue. And I genuinely did not mean to. I mean, that's totally fine. But you liked it. So. Oh, I loved it. It was, so, yeah. yeah, it was It was very, very good. Pleasing, so, satisfying. It was just, it was what I wanted for that type of comic. So. Yeah, and see, that's the reason they give those things to us, so that we will actually read them and not be like... For me, I was just like, well, I don't really want to read the non-physical issue of that, this book just because I really love these creators. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to this book, and I just like want to, like I don't know, keep that excitement. It's yeah. weird. And then it never looks the same when we get those digital copy, like preview copies either. It's just I like, think they did an okay job with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm usually the same way. That's why I don't ever read them. <clears throat> That's why I don't ever read them when we get them either, because I just like, and it's how I am with eBooks versus like physical copies mm-hmm. of books. Like I just prefer holding the book in my hands, but I still am very excited for it. Okay. Well, I, it didn't dampen my excitement at all. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give it a read. It's not going to hurt me. Um, I have the last issue now of uh, Superman and the authority by Grant Morrison and Michael Jannon. And beautiful. yeah, it is beautiful still. Colors are the colors are also really good. No, oh, yeah, Jordy Belair. Classic. Um, just a, actually really ended up in the end liking this quite a bit. Like I th- think I had a problem in like the first couple issues or like the first issue just because I don't really know the characters, so I felt like 
And I couldn't quite grasp what was going on, but I really liked this. I really liked this ending. I thought it was really interesting. Um, I know that the rest of the story is not going to be told by Grant Morrison because this was their last uh, DC book or the oh. last superhero book. Okay. And but this Superman and the Authority group is going to be continued in action ten thirty six. Look at that. <sighs> so I'm I'm somewhat tempted to. Uh, oh no. Read it, which is terrible, but. I don't think I will. I think I'll I'll be smart about it and just like let it go at this because I really like this ending. I thought it was really intriguing and I don't know. I had a lot of fun. Good. Hot Superman. Hot so. Superman, really cool like group like team team setting and the ending was just really, like, it was really good. Makes one of NFTs in here. Oh, perfect. So. Which is really funny to me because I got an email this morning from DC saying, come collect your free DC NFTs. And I was like, what is this? Ruining the environment for free one step at a time. It was, they. I don't even, it took me forever to figure out how they even got my email. The only reason they have it was because I had DC Universe yeah. for like a month while I watched the first season of Titans. And then I canceled it before I even finished watching Titans because <laughs> I didn't want to pay for it anymore. Anyway, I'm going to talk about this. I didn't read all of this yet, um, but this is Batman Urban Legends. It's issue number eight. Uh, this is just a bunch of short stories by creators about different people within the DC Universe. Um, I have been continuing to get this because every issue, they just, I don't know. I really enjoy the stories that are in here. And this one in particular was written and drawn by Christian Ward. And it was just, it was done really well. I really liked it a lot. Um, but I'm not going to tell you what each of the stories are about because again, I didn't read them all, <laughs> but I think that it's just. It's a very cute series that kind of just gives you little tastes of these superheroes. Uh, this also is part of the fear state thing that's going on right now. So some of these kind of tie into the stories that are going on there. Um, it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> you don't need to read any of this to know what's going on. It's just, it's usually the prelude to what's going to be happening. So it's easy to follow. Okay, ready? Okay, let's go. All right. We have Norse mythology. This is issue number five. Of it, part two. Chapter two. Series yeah, oh two. Oh, yeah. I forgot that was this Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, this is the story of Idun and the Apples of Immortality and how Loki is kind of a turd. Yeah, he is a little huge turd. Mm -hmm. I love him very much, and I will say that. I just, like, every time. Every time I read one of these two, the gods are just so, like, ruthless. They're just like, yep, yeah. just murdered somebody else. Don't worry about it. Yep. Um, but my, f so I really, really enjoy this story. Uh, if you want to read more about it, I would recommend it because it goes into a lot of why the gods age the way that they do, but then also it leads into one of my favorite non Asgardian people, Scotty, and mm -hmm. which will eventually lead to Angraboda, who is Loki's wife. Outside of Sagan. Loki's Loki's uh, giant wife that no one in Asgard knows about. It's perfect. I love it so much. But I love the stories that lead into my favorite stories because they're all really good. That's all. Yes. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> 
it's totally fair. You can geek out about Norse gods all you want. Okay, so so <laughs> you'll figure out why I love Angraboda so much. Um, she's just a badass, and she birthed three of the coolest kids in the entire world. And I can't wait. I can't wait. Okay. Are you done? Yes. Okay. I, if if I keep going, I'm not gonna stop. Okay. So I have blacksmith. This God, this blacksmith. Yeah, this title fucks me yeah. up. Yeah, blacksmith. This is issue number four. So Strummer, our main character, gets kidnapped, and her roommate, whose name I, for some reason, I'm not remembering. Wallace. That's not. Could have been Ben. I thought that's what I thought, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to say anything. Uh, ben <laughs> is out, like, looking for her, trying to figure out, or looking for them, trying to figure out, like, what's what happened, what's going on, as, like, the mystery kind of unravels, and you're, like, you don't know who's doing it yet, but you, like, are seeing those things. Because, like, it kind of, in the first few issues, make the mystery just, like, well, these things don't matter. And then it's, like, actually, they really do. So... Just a really good uh, detective story, I guess. Supernatural detective Super, story. Supernatural detective story. So I combining like two of my favorite worlds. And I do still really, really like the art. Like, I do think it's pretty, like, interesting how they do the, like, no color. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty, like, whiny in places. But it's it is. I, that is a story that I would actually read because it more it is more or less just line work without the colors it's not shaded black work Mm -hmm. which is a good point yeah which is what i i don't hate it i just need i just i i I have a hard time concentrating on it so that is like the kind of black and white art that i would actually be able to enjoy as a comic um now and the next issue is the last issue last part of the how many are there five five, yeah And I don't know, I'm sure it'll come out in trade because I'm 100% sure you won't be able to order these issues anymore because it's an Ahoy comic. So Teeny tiny. Yeah, small, small publisher. So if there does come a trade, you should look into that. Um, So next I have Dead Box. This is issue number two. This follows um, the couple from the first issue. Yes! And she thinks he's gay, and basically the whole town, since it's a small town, like, turns against him. And uh, the narration's a lot about what we do to conform and fit in and, you know, the societal pressures to be, like, a certain way just so you're not ridiculed. And when you do stand out, you are ridiculed by people. So that was interesting. Uh, I'm reading all about conformity and shit in my uh, social psychology class right now, too. So it was fun to have, like, a comic where it's like, okay, interesting little thing. And then the story or the movie that gets rented in here is a story about two people who work in a lab and are training monkeys to, like, either get bananas or not and basically kind of, like, fight against each other for, like not power but like just fight against each other bragging right or just like turning something against one the other one interesting yeah sorry i just got excited by the the fighting of the bananas yeah well it was just one of the store like one of the things they do is just like a monkey grabs a banana and like water rains down on all like they get soaked basically and so from that point on 
they basically any other monkey that comes into the room and tries to grab the banana that they kick the shit out of until eventually like none of the monkeys will actually go up up after the banana so damn dude primate life is wild yeah i mean it's just like human life in some instances like i said dude primate life (laughs) is wild all right and that's all i have to say about it it's fun a fun book. And it is, that's the anthology, right? Mm-hmm. And it, the- yeah, and it's like an anthology in the sense that, like, different stories are happening, but there is, like, an overarching, like, the main girl that we see in the first one, like, you're still dealing with her father being sick, and you're also seeing more from the couple that was in the gas station. So I think it's one of those things where it's just, like... That's it's, like that hotel series. Yeah, it's like an anthology, but they right. still are, like, connected in one way or okay. another. Okay. Cool. I, I might I have to read that second one because I did enjoy that first one quite a bit and I knew that that's what the second one was going to be about. Yeah. I, I called that. You did. You did <laughs> call that. I just needed credit. You know, bragging rights. Yeah. You got them. You got them. Okay. I'm not going to say that the first issue definitely set it up for that. Uh, mm. Yes. <laughs> I called something that w- should have just been obvious. It's, it's, they... <laughs> I just wanted to take you down a level. That's okay. I Sometimes I need to be taken down because if, once I start, like, growing, I just get huge and I don't stop. Um, so thank you. I appreciate the trip back to Humbletown. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is Witchblood. This is issue number seven. Um, this is another one that I didn't read the previous issue for, but I read this one. Have an idea what's going on, so let me explain it to you. Vampires versus witches. Paxton, the main vampire here, he drank the witch's blood, which they were trying to keep from him, and That's now the title he is of the book. a god. Yeah, they did it. They did it. He drank witch blood. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, because he consumed the amount that he did, he is now technically considered a god. So the minions that were following him around before are now kind of like left in the dust. And it seems like it's set up so that they are going to work with the witches and the hex hunters to take him down. Okay. Um, I loved this issue. There was like one scene in particular that was just like absolutely beautiful. Plus, you know, like a Southern vampire with a frilled brown leather jacket into it so into it that is a style choice that i never would have thought but he did it and i love it um just all the blood like raining down so it opened up like the god light is what i'm gonna call it okay um and it just pours blood all right so yeah interesting it's uh yeah i love the art in this i absolutely love the colors i don't so much care for the witches which i never thought i would say in my life i am actually rooting for the vampires in this one and i hope that paxton kills them all because the witches are actually very annoying in here like i don't i don't care for them (laughs) i don't care for them murder them all just get rid of them we don't need witches all right so this is may's book this is issue number two number two and God, does this guy have a name? Um, he does. Will. Will, yes, that is, is Will? correct. Yeah, yes. I'm pretty sure it is. Will is on the search for his daughter who has passed away. He has been hearing her voice or getting telephone calls, I guess, from beyond the grave. I don't. I had said that, but I really. I gotta tell you, this book is very serious and very sad. Yes. So don't don't take that. Oh Lord. 
take that joke with that that made me feel bad because this book is like <laughs> no, very, I, very very heavy i loved it um but yeah it's um the book's heavy i really love it just really good jeff lemire emotional weird story that you like usually get from him yeah it's about dealing with grief oh my god i just spilled you just talk dr about, pepper just condensation talk, just talk about all over it. <laughs> um yeah, no, it's just about dealing with grief. And I feel like there's there's obviously more to the story here because it's not just about, like, the death of his daughter. It also goes into, like, the town and what secrets the town is mm-hmm. hiding from him. And it's... This, I'm not, this one did not bum me out as much as the first one did because there's the whole mystery aspect to it, which I truly enjoyed. Um, but I want it to get sad again. I mean, this was sad. No, 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 it was. It was because it also... It focuses on his failed relationship with his daughter's mother. And I just like that whole non-understanding thing just really mm-hmm. bummed me out. But I I just want to know the mystery of the story. And I know we'll get to it. I know we will. Um, but I do, I do really, really love this story so far. I mean, that's kind of how, like, Jeff Lemire writes these type of stories. Because mm-hmm. that's, like, it's very reminiscent of, like, Royal City in that way where it's, like, hits on some serious tone but kind of like comes around in some one way or another to something else but yeah it's such a good book it's also almost um i don't know the proper term for it that wouldn't be um like offensive in a way but it makes me feel like i'm losing my mind too Mm -hmm. unhinged yeah it makes me feel very unhinged when i'm reading it because i like I have been trying to put myself in this guy's shoes and like try to solve what's happening with him. And as he's like this, this page in particular, I've done that shit before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just like reading it and being like, Oh my God, he's a loose cannon. Dude. <laughs> he's, he's losing it. Um, it's kind of what happens to when you isolate yourself for so long, which is like some, like something they're touching on here mm-hmm. quite a bit because he just kind of, not, I guess he doesn't isolate himself because he still goes out and like does work and stuff, but he's still just like doing the routine of it all without like thinking right. and just going home and doing that by himself. Like it's, it's like emotional isolation, yeah, which is yeah, rough. But um, yeah, two issues in, uh, I think it's gonna be five. I thought it was four for some reason. I'm, I'll have to look. It is limited, but if you like this kind of stuff maybe read it because i would absolutely recommend it, mm-hmm, 100%. it is, it's very beautiful oh and also what i meant to say was the only i've never really read jeff lemire books that he's written and drawn mm-hmm. and stuff i've never this is my first one that oh, i've yeah. read of like both of his so i have never i didn't know what his tone was while reading it the only other like lemire book that i've read from beginning to end was gideon falls yeah. so that's quite a different feeling. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a whole different book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, like, I compare it to Royal City because it definitely has that same, like, it's not the same book by any means. Right. But it has that same, like, feel of, like, the emotion. And Royal City is about a family losing a son. And then when the family's coming together, kind of, like, it's a ghost story. But, like, seeing right. his ghost and then remembering the past and then you're kind of... It's also a mystery because you're trying to put, he's trying to basically have you put all the pieces together to figure out, like, why this ghost is haunting them. Okay. It was, I honestly did not know that I would like that book, like, Royal City, as much as I did because I had gone back 
um, during the pandemic in Reddit. I yeah, think. I do remember you doing that, like when comics weren't coming out when we were reading the yeah. trades and stuff. I do remember you reading because I had I had had all the, had grabbed all the issues and I had read the first story arc more than once, and mm-hmm. it was just like a book I liked, but also a book that just like. I think it's hard to get into for a little bit and once I finally just like started hitting the pace of it I was just like oh shit yeah okay so that book is so good I'll have to I'll have to read that Mike I will take you up on that give me whatever Jeff Lemire books you got buddy I'll read them okay um I'm gonna talk about the six sidekicks of Trigger Keaton this is issue number five I love that back page so much (laughs) there's a little photo of Trigger Keaton who's a straight up asshole um, the stuntmen are kind of coming to the end of the line to figure out who has killed Trigger Keaton. Basically a giant stuntman fight in this issue. Uh, one of my favorite lines. So silly. In here was, God, where is it at? I have to find it because I don't want to fuck it up. But also I think it's worth saying because there it is. Um... They're just talking about how what they're doing is going to be a bad idea. And one of the characters says, Allison, I just shot an action movie reimagining of of To Kill a Mockingbird called Tequila Mockingbird. (laughs) I'm not good at running away from bad ideas. (laughs) And I was just like, that is, that's, yeah, that is very clever. That is a really good line. But yeah, just a fun, literally fun and funny little action book where it does a really good job of just combining things I like. Nice. So... Um, before we get into this one, I forgot I read Monster Kill Squad. Oh, okay. So I can briefly mention that. It's so stupid. I love it. So Monster Kill Squad, issue number two. It's a bad idea book. Um, it's about a group of, I'll just say mercenaries because I don't know what else to call them, who hunt monsters within this world. Every single cryptozoology creature cryptid yes every single cryptid creature that has ever been mentioned in our lifetimes is real in this world so they're a group that is sent to take them out because they are dangerous um this particular issue was about um sasquatch bigfoot um they have been hiding pandora's box essentially they know where it had gone to, so the Monster Kill Squad is sent out to eliminate them, find out what happened to it, and try to locate it. Um, one of the people within the Monster Kill Squad, this is the stupidest part, but I thought it was hilarious. He is half Sasquatch. Okay. And he has been hiding it from the group the entire time. I was like, how does this happen? Anyway, um, it's the mo- one of the most ridiculous books I've ever read, but I think the fact that it has to do with like cryptids and stuff is a lot of fun for yeah. me. Um, because the next issue is going to be about the Mothman. Okay. So yeah, it's it's. I don't know what compelled me to pick up the first issue, but I did read it, and I was like, eh, "Killer clowns, I'm into that." So then, yeah, I read the second issue yesterday. Um, completely forgot about it because it is very forgettable until you like think about it and then it's like oh yeah I forgot I read that book uh, good I'm not saying that it's like bad at all it's just like ridiculous yeah. um, and I think it's only gonna be three or four issues which I am gonna read three or four and I honestly I might actually buy them because the art is 
decent. It's yeah. pretty good. I like the way that they were drawing the Sasquatch and stuff. I, I just there there was something just very entertaining about it for me and i think the only other bad idea book that i have been like thoroughly entertained by was sleigh bells yeah and that was the one shot about santa just murdering people i loved it so i don't know it's very interesting funny silly ridiculous stupid like i loved it all right okay this is the last one uh this is mamo mamo However you want to say it. We've heard it pronounced all different ways. Uh, and this is, the story is kind of starting to wrap up. We've learned, well, not really, but kind of learned what the witch's trick trick was all along. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, it's, that's not really necessarily the right word. but mm. Yeah, I, I would say for lack of a better term, it, it, it was a trick. But... Yeah, Joe and why am I forgetting the witch's name? Orla. I forgot it too. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking Caractus. <laughs> uh, Joe and Orla have, or the team is split. They're split. You should know never to split the team, but emotions are high, witches are low. <laughs> yeah, so they're kind of like in op- opposite places. Joe's kind of figuring out more, and then Orla's also figuring out a little bit more about what's going on and is not pleased. Nope. I feel really bad, though, just because the way that they're acting is, like, kind of jerky. Mm-hmm. It's but, like, I definitely understand hating a town and hating being there. But when somebody else has, like, been with you, like, all the way and is, like, trying to care for you to be, like, such an asshole is really just one of those things where I'm like, fuck off. So I tried to, because I, I felt the same way and I tried to put it into perspective Orla has been by herself a majority of her life, other than this bitter old woman. Yeah. And so I get, I get, plus they're young. Yeah. They're young. They don't know how to properly communicate their feelings without just like fighting it out. So like, I get it, but I, I, yeah, no, I, I had your feelings I, I definitely too. understand like yeah. the reasoning, but it's also just like frustrating. Yeah. Like it's right there in front of you guys. Yeah. Just like do it. Well, and especially just like. Yeah, I always kind of hate when they do that with young characters because like young people aren't always necessary necessarily that way either. Right. I think that is like a trait that they like people use in writing a lot with like characters who are this young, where it's just like, all right, like they're like thirteen, fourteen, so of course they're fucking dicks, and it's just like, well, yeah, but like, well, and I think part of it also was like. Orla was like that at the beginning, too, when we first kind of met her. Mm-hmm. And I think that she was trying to, like, be a decent... Per- I don't know. I'm, I don't know why I'm trying to justify <laughs> it. I just... I feel a lot for these kids. And I just... I just want them to get it figured out. And we know that they will. But I just... This book is, in a way, very heavy. Mm-hmm. And I... It's just... It's very good. No, it is very it's good. It's very, very good. The I'm not art, saying it's yeah. bad. <laughs> like, it's that's, just, it's it's very frustrating at times. Yeah, yeah because that's, it's that's just, it. Yeah. Like, that's, and that's part of good writing as well as being frustrated. So, and the art is just like oh very, very pretty. So it's, this artist can just like draw everything. Yeah, please. Um, it's beautiful. Absolutely. I If they made any sort of animated movies, I would just probably watch him every single day of my yeah. life this yeah but this it just book, feels like it's always flowing it does and it has like a i don't know a lot of the things like i keep going back to this page because this is my favorite page out of all of them so far it's just a lot of the things that they say like i said this book is kind of heavy is very relatable 
and it just it's good yeah, it's good that's all good. i'm just yeah uh, okay that's it that's it that's all we got yeah we don't have any more comics to talk about i would have four more but they came in damaged so i will probably talk about them next week if they come in x-men x-force eternals forever and king the conqueror so we'll see we'll see okay so uh you know the thing go support your local libraries go buy comics support your local comic book stores take care of your friends and we love you forever and we'll see you uh later yes Um, we love we love you forever wait where will we see you well you know wherever you want